You are listening to Sparking Wholeness with Erin Carey, where we talk about all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everyone, it's Erin Carey, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different because before I get started with the interview, I have to share a disclaimer about what we will be discussing. The reason I'm sharing a disclaimer is that when I recorded this interview about emotion code, I had not experienced emotion code for myself. But when I interviewed Dr. Bradley Nelson and learned all about this, I had to try it out. So what I'm about to share with you is just a quick breakdown of my own experience using this supportive tool. And then we are going to tap into the interview and you'll get to hear from him exactly what it is, what it does, and how it can be beneficial for your life. So for me, when I first heard about this in the interview even, it was still kind of a new concept. I didn't really get it. It even sounded a little bit woo-woo to me and I needed more information. My nurse practitioner during my well woman exam actually recommended it to me, but I still was like, oh yeah, I don't know what that is. Well, here's what's funny. A week before this interview took place, a friend of mine who I trust very much went to a local emotion code practitioner in our town and had an incredible experience. So after I recorded this, I decided to try it out for myself and I scheduled a session with this local emotion code practitioner. Her name is Donnie Rivers. I was blown away by what was uncovered during my emotion code session. Within minutes, Donnie had targeted two of my most impactful traumas in my life and she identified emotions I experienced during those traumas, which was extremely validating for me. I consider myself extremely in touch with my body at this point after years of, you know, creating this partnership for healing. But as soon as she named one of these stored emotions in particular. I completely felt the stored emotions welling up in my body. I started crying. I was shaking. I was overwhelmed with what had long been abandoned in my body. So that experience was pretty unbelievable for me, but even more incredible was what happened in the following hours and days. That day following my session, I was exhausted. I was drained. It was almost kind of like a hungover type of feeling. I'm really glad that I didn't have clients scheduled after that because I would have been useless. But the next few days, I experienced a lightness and a freedom that I don't know if I have ever felt in my body spiritually. It was extremely eye-opening. I didn't realize I had a block in my prayer life, but after this emotion code session, I felt that I could approach my creator more openly, realizing that I was seen, my pain was seen, and my struggles were seen. My emotions were validated. And even though my conscious brain didn't know these things were so deeply affecting me, my subconscious brain knew it and so did my Heavenly Father. It gave me a renewed perspective of my purpose in the world and a kindness and a self-compassion that I had previously shut down. So since that experience, my husband went and had an incredibly healing experience. We took our youngest son, Rhett, because we've known for a while that he struggled since we moved cities. We moved away from family a little over a year ago. And because I also know that so much of what is experienced from zero ages zero to seven is happening on a subconscious level, I wondered how it would impact him. I was blown away. In one session, he went from easily triggered, whiny, cranky to calm and chill. It was like I had my old kid back. And that lasted for a couple of weeks. During the session, even, I saw how he shifted from being jittery and moving constantly to relaxed and focused. 
The fact that this was occurring for him on the subconscious level really blew me away. I don't know if child play therapy can even achieve the same results. So that leads me to this interview with Dr. Bradley Nelson to understanding the methodology and the background to emotion code. Because I believe so strongly that the body keeps a score and we must engage the subconscious mind and the entire body to process our trauma and stored negative feelings, I believe that this is a beneficial tool for healing. I know to some, this is going to seem woo-woo. So I will leave you with this quote from Bruce Lipton, the author of Biology of Belief. Brain cells translates the mind perceptions, the beliefs of the world into complementary and unique chemical profiles that, when secreted into the blood, control the data of 50 trillion cells. The brain cells translate our perceptions, and that creates a unique chemical profile that controls the data of 50 trillion cells. And epigeneticist Steve Cole says, a cell is a machine for turning experience into biology. So while energy medicine may seem alternative and woo-woo, keep in mind that we use CAT scans, MRIs, and PET scans as a way to detect disease through energy spectra emitting through our body's tissues and organs. So keep an open mind. I hope you enjoy this conversation. And with that, it's time to get back to the show. Welcome back to Sparking Wholeness. Today, we are going to dive into the mind-body connection with Dr. Bradley Nelson. He is one of the world's foremost experts on natural methods of achieving wellness. Over decades of work as a holistic chiropractic physician, Dr. Brad discerned that most of the physical discomfort and emotional distress his patients suffered was rooted in trapped emotions, the unseen emotional baggage that we carry from hurtful life experiences. Through his studies of ancient medical practices and modern quantum physics, Dr. Brad developed the emotion code, a simple yet powerfully effective method anyone can learn to release the trapped emotions that block us from wellness. Using his expertise as a computer programmer, Dr. Brad codified his techniques and created a mind mapping system that made his work highly reliable and repeatable. He explains these techniques along with step-by-step instructions for working with the body's energy healing power in his best-selling book, The Emotion Code, How to Release Your Trapped Emotions for Abundant Health, Love, and Happiness. He has trained and certified more than 10,000 emotion code practitioners in 100 countries, teaching them how to identify and release trapped emotions that harm health and relationships. He discovered what has been called the most important discovery in the history of energy medicine, the heart wall, an energetic barrier of multiple trapped emotions that prevents people from freely giving and receiving love that contributes to loneliness, sadness, and emotional isolation. The emotion code uses Dr. Brad's mind mapping system in conjunction with muscle testing to help people quickly and easily identify and release trapped emotions. His follow-up expansion to the program, the body code is a comprehensive system that allows people to unravel six underlying causes of illness, trapped emotions, toxicity, circuitry, pathogens, structural or nutritional imbalances. So that is so fascinating. I can't wait to discuss all of this. So thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, Aaron, for having me on. It's great to be here. Yeah, I think this is going to be, when I discovered this, I thought, oh, this is the answer. (laughs) This is what I've been looking for. This is so, because I truly believe that the body follows the mind. But I think for a lot of listeners, they might be going, whoa, 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 whoa. You're going to have to back that up. So why are trapped emotions a big deal? Why, Why do we care about this? 
Well, um, we need to care because uh, trapped emotions are such a significant underlying cause of so many symptoms that we suffer from. And uh, to understand what trapped emotions are, think of that, that term, um, emotional baggage. Mm. You know, we've all used that term. We've all heard that term. We typically use it when we're describing somebody else, right? Yeah. So-and-so, oh, that guy's got a lot of emotional yeah. <laughs> baggage, right? <laughs> but the reality of it is what, what I've discovered is that emotional baggage is a real thing and uh, we all have it and it's affecting us and causing 90% of the physical pain that we experience. It is the underlying cause of things like depression and anxiety and phobias and panic attacks and PTSD and eating disorders and self-sabotage of all kinds and emotional baggage is always present in my experience now in 34 years of doing this. It's always present in every disease process. There's an emotional component, in other words, mm -hmm. to every disease process. So um, it's so interesting because here we are, it's 2022 and um, you know, we're making advancements, but I, you know, I believe that this is a tremendous advancement that we're, uh, that it, it's not, see, sometimes the advancements that come don't come through the expected venues or through <laughs> those, you know what I mean? It's like, well, everybody's expecting, oh gosh, some, you know, the cure for cancer, for example, is going to come through Western medicine and so on and the pharmaceutical companies. But of course their interest is really not in curing anything. They just want to keep people taking drugs because that's where the money is. Right. And so, um, so anyway, uh, the emotion code is not a cure for cancer. It's not a cure for anything. It's just a way to find uh, the emotional energies that have been left behind in our bodies from these emotional events that we've gone through. So to help you understand this, um, if you think about, uh, think about the experience that we go through when, when something happens in your life, uh, that maybe you don't like, or that um, that is you consider to be negative or bad, what happens? There's an emotion that starts to come up for you. It might be anger, it might be resentment, it might be grief or sadness, uh, it might be frustration. Anyway, as that emotion starts to come up for you, that's a natural thing. That's a message from your subconscious mind. Um, and uh, most of the time, when something happens, we feel a certain emotion. Sometimes we feel positive emotions. Sometimes we feel negative emotions, right? And um, typically what happens is we go through this little emotional process. I like to call it the emotional loop, okay? Um, we start at the beginning. We start feeling that emotion. And then we start to feel the, um, the feelings that come along with that, the physical feelings. And then we kind of acknowledge that. And then we allow that to kind of fade away, closing the loop, on that little emotional experience. And we all do this multiple times every day. But sometimes that little emotional loop process gets interrupted. For example, um, say that you learned as a child because your father was a rageaholic that uh, you learned that anger is a really bad emotion. You never should experience that. So let's say that something happens in your life. Somebody does you wrong and this emotion of anger starts to well up inside of you and you have this decision that you make that you made a long time ago, you know, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to allow myself to feel that emotion. So you put a stopper on that and you 
suppress that emotion. What's happened there is that emotional loop now is interrupted. Instead of completing now, it's, it's an open loop. So the energy of that emotion, and emotions are energy just like everything else, uh, the energy of that emotion now is kind of in suspended animation in your body. It's, that energy is still there. Now, another thing that happens is let's say that um, let's say that something comes up in your life, someone does you wrong, uh, and you start to feel an emotion. And uh, rather than just uh, feeling it and then allowing it to dissipate, which is the normal process, instead you choose to become really involved with that emotion. You become really resentful or really angry and you start ticking off all the reasons why you should be really upset about this. And so what happens is you amplify the emotion so that that energy becomes you know, very powerful. And that also stops the emotional loop from really being able to complete. So now you have a, a this is another way that you create open mm -hmm. loops of emotions, you see. So, um, to understand really how this works, this is energy medicine at its simplest and most basic. And uh, and energy medicine might sound kind of woo-woo and weird, you know, because we're so programmed and conditioned, especially in the United States, um, to think that, you know, a drug is the solution for everything, mm -hmm. right? Um, but the reality of it is now we're in the, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're in the 21st century. And if you start thinking about, for example, um, think about your hand. And you look at your hand and uh, you, you know, your hand looks normal. You've seen it before. But if you were to start magnifying your hand under a huge microscope, if you were to zoom in, uh, you know, at, at a couple hundred power magnification, it wouldn't look like your hand anymore. It might look like a lunar landscape. It'd still be your hand. But if you continue to zoom in with that big microscope uh, and you zoom in past the level of the cells, and past the level of the DNA, and eventually you find yourself looking uh, at a single individual atom, um, you'd notice some things. You'd notice that the next atom is a long distance away, and you'd notice that inside this atom, there's really nothing solid. It's all just energy and some little infinitesimally tiny energies around the atom that are zipping around at the speed of light, you know, electrons and protons and so on. And that's really what we're made out of. Ultimately, we're made of energy. So. Thoughts are energy, and uh, they've actually done studies where they've been able to measure thoughts. And uh, emotions, of course, are energy too. Yeah, this is all so fascinating, and I can't wait to hear more. And before we go into any more, I want to take a second and thank our sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Sleep Number. For me, getting good quality restful sleep has been one of the biggest tools for healing in my healing toolbox. My sleep number is 40 and my high score, my sleep IQ score for October has been 91. Now that I'm into the new school year and I'm getting used to my kids' school routines and all of that, I have been able to get back into the habit of getting early morning sunlight and taking a walk with my dog, Luca. And it has been so cool to see how my sleep score has improved, especially on those days that I get early morning sun and then I'm moving my body early in the day. It definitely makes a marked difference in my sleep. And I also have my sleep number to thank for that as well. I definitely have gotten consistent restful sleep since I first started sleeping in a sleep number bed. 
Now, did you know that eight out of 10 couples say one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? This is funny for me because I often joke that my husband, Richard, is a furnace and I don't like to sleep too close to him because he's too hot. Well, science tells us that regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. Discover the new Climate 360 Smart Bed, the only smart bed in the world that actively cools, warms, and effortlessly responds to both of you. You can fall asleep faster. The Climate 360 Smart Bed warms your feet to help you fall asleep faster. And you can also stay asleep longer. It actively draws heat away from your body to help keep you cool so you stay asleep longer and deeper. Sleepers who use the 360 smart bed technology enjoy 28 minutes of more restful sleep per night. I know I definitely have benefited from better sleep since using my sleep number bed. Why choose proven quality sleep from sleep number? Because to be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Discover special offers now for a limited time at your local sleep number store or sleepnumber.com slash wholeness. That's sleepnumber.com slash wholeness. Now, we were just talking about how thoughts and emotions are energy. And I know for some people, they're going to be hung up on that statement going, what does that mean? So can you break that down for us? So when you're feeling a certain emotion on a quantum level in the body, what's happening is you're experiencing a new vibration, a new frequency. So an emotion of anger is a different frequency than an emotion of sadness. And that's different from frustration. And they're all different. But again, um, if you suppress that emotion, so it's not allowed to be felt, or if you become really involved with it, it can create an open loop. And so what happens in the body is uh, we end up with emotional baggage, what we refer to as trapped emotions. And a trapped emotion is a little ball of energy about the size of a baseball to about the size of a softball. And um, if you can imagine uh, each one of these that we end up with is literally a ball of emotional energy, a ball of anger, a ball of resentment, um, which sounds strange, but uh, that's how this works. And to give you an idea how much these can affect us, um, there was a, uh, there was an interesting experience that I had years ago. There's a man that came into me who was really uh, suffering from low back pain, very, um, very severe. It was a nine on a zero to 10 scale. I asked him to quantify it for me. And um, he'd had it for a, a number of weeks. And so I started doing some testing on him. Now with the emotion code, we teach people how to tap into the internal computer system. I used to be a computer programmer years ago. And so that's kind of, that laid the groundwork for me to learn how to deal with the ultimate computer, which is the one inside of each one of us. So I started asking some questions and, um, and getting some answers from his subconscious mind. We use different methods of muscle testing. So if you can imagine, um, I've got this guy in my office, he's really in pain. I have him standing there. He's holding his arm out parallel to the floor. I'm asking questions and then pressing down on his arm to see uh, if he's strong or weak. Strong meaning uh, the answer from the subconscious mind is yes. Weak meaning the subconscious mind is answering no. And so very quickly, I figured out by asking these questions that this uh, that he had a trapped emotion and the, the emotion was anger. And uh, digging a little deeper, I found it had occurred 20 years before. And he immediately remembered what that was about. 
And uh, he said that he was, uh, it was a work situation. He'd been wrongly accused of something and he was really over the top angry about it. And sure enough, that's what had created this trapped emotion. So I released that trapped emotion. And the way we release these is we just, we just pass a magnet or you can use your hand uh, just like this over the head or down the middle of the back, down what we call the governing meridian. And the pain went from a nine to a zero instantly. Right? Wow. I mean, instantaneously, it was just completely gone. And so he starts walking around and bending over and twisting this way and that way and exclaiming how he can't believe it. It's like a miracle. And I was grateful, you know, that it worked so well. But now think about this. What was going on in this guy, uh, in his body, was that 20 years before, he was really angry, right? So he created that open loop of that emotion. That energy was stuck in his body. Now he's got this ball of anger lodged in his case in his low back. Well, at first he doesn't notice anything, but you see when you have a trapped emotion, that ball of energy, what it does is it distorts the normal energy field of the body. Mm. And because that's all your body is really, is this very complex energy field. Ultimately it starts to have an effect on the acupuncture system, uh, on the, the blood flow, the lymph flow, the chemical reactions taking place in that little sphere, right? And so when I released that energy, suddenly that distorting force was gone. And so the pain was gone, wow. but there's more to it. A couple of days later, he came back into me and he said, you know, he said, my low back pain is still gone. He said, I still can't believe it. But he said, I have to tell you something. He said, when I came in here, I had another problem that I didn't tell you about. He said, for as long as I can remember, I've basically been what you'd call a rageaholic. Um, I'm always yelling at my wife and my kids. I'm just on edge all the time. Um, I've been to anger management several times. Uh, hasn't really helped me. He said, I'm just kind of a live wire. But he said, since you removed that trapped emotion of anger from me, I feel really different. He said, I feel just kind of relaxed and kind of peaceful. He said, things that used to set me off, he said, just don't set me off anymore. What did you do to me? How, how did you do that? Well, think about this, Okay. Uh, when you have a trapped emotion, in his case, he's got this ball of emotional energy, literally a ball of anger, as weird as that sounds, uh, <laughs> it lodged in his low back. Now, anger is a frequency. When a situation would come along in his life where he might tend to feel that emotion, he would feel it. He would slide right into that vibration uh, much more easily, much more readily than he otherwise would have. Why? Because Part of his body is already vibrating at that frequency, see? So um, it's a strange kind of a thing, but I'm telling you, this is how our bodies actually work. And doctors for many, many years and scientists have, have said, uh, uh, even going back to Albert Einstein, who said the future of medicine is going to be based on frequencies. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly where we are now. These bodies of ours are made of energy. And um, that's uh, the fundamental reality. Of, uh, of who we really are. So to deal with these bodies, um, what we're now finding is that, uh, gee, if we, if we address our bodies for what they really are, and uh, we find the imbalances that are going on that are in the energy field, we can make changes just so much more rapidly than we could before. So that's what the emotion code is about. It's about finding that emotional baggage that, uh, that people have. And people can do it themselves. And um, you can learn it from the book. 
Um, you can become a certified practitioner uh, if you want to, if you want to really learn it well, or if you, you know, and, or if you want to do it for a living. Um, like I said, we've got almost 10,000 people now uh, scattered all over the world. So it's fun That's stuff. Incredible. Oh, so, and something that strikes me as you're explaining this is that I believe that you know, there's a lot of survival that goes on with our bodies because we are inundated with, with a lot and a lot of emotions. And so I think for most people, wouldn't you say that this is protective to store these emotions on some level, but it's, it's a learned yes. response or a protective survival response, or, I mean, how does that play into this? Well, yes, it is. I think, um, in other words, let's say that you go through, um, a really difficult breakup and you develop some trapped emotions from that. Well, what will tend to happen is uh, that, that, that grief and sorrow and sadness now that is part of you, that is still resonating in your body, is going to make it, um, it's going to make it less likely for you to have to go through that again, mm-hmm. um, right? But the problem is, uh, it's going to be harder for you to have relationships now because mm-hmm. you have that defensive mechanism, that protective thing inside of you that, and the, the ultimate manifestation of that really is the, is the heart wall, mm. which you mentioned. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. This is, a, this is my favorite <laughs> topic <laughs> and it has to do with the heart. Um, and if we go back to the 1960s, really, when doctors started, uh, started doing heart transplants, they started noticing uh, that people would sometimes come back with strange stories. They would say that uh, uh, their taste in music or food or sports had totally changed. Yeah. Right. Sometimes their handwriting would completely change. Sometimes they would have memories of being in places that they never in their life had ever visited, but they'd have memories of being there. And when they would be connected with the family of the heart donor, they would find out things like, oh, yes. You know, our, our daughter visited Rome every year and she loved Rome. And now you have memories of being in Rome, but you say you've never, ever visited there. That's really weird. Or they'd say, yes, that's our son's handwriting that you have. How bizarre is that? Right. Um, or, uh, you know, our, our, our son was a concert violinist and maybe that's why now you love classical music. And those pieces that you can't get out of your head, those were his favorite pieces. I mean, just makes your hair stand up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so uh, anyway, the ancient peoples, ancient civilizations around the world, thousands of years ago, believed certain things about the heart. They believed that the heart was the seed of the soul and the source of love and creativity and the source of romance. And in fact, even today, those ancient ideas come, have come down to us. Um, usually, it, you know, Valentine's Day, everything's shaped like a heart. And if you're lucky, you know, right? Carrie or Aaron, somebody gives you a a heart-shaped box of chocolates, right? Um, If you're lucky, and if they're (laughs) if they're good chocolate, not the kind that are filled with toothpaste. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so uh, it's really interesting. Well, what we have found is that um, the the heart is uh, is really the most powerful organ in the body. There's a little brain in the heart that they didn't really even begin to discover until the 1970s. And uh, the heart has all kinds of gray matter and white matter in it. So it stores the memories of these things that we really love and that we really care about. And there are whole books written about this. It's called Cellular uh, Memory. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there's been a movie or two made about it. Anyway, um, 
when you feel like your heart is breaking, there's a physical sensation there, right, Aaron? Mm -hmm. You might have experienced that in your life at some point where you feel like there's an, an, an elephant sitting on your chest or like you're choking, like you can't breathe. Like the grief is so powerful. The sadness or whatever it is, is so intense. Uh, if you're really being deeply heard or you're deeply grieved about something, then you, that's a sensation that is common to all mankind. And most of us have felt that kind of sensation at least once in our lives. Does it ring a bell for you? Do you remember feeling that at some oh, point? Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. Yeah, me too. And so what we have found is that because the heart is really so important, it's by far the most important organ in the body, it puts out an energy field that's 600 to 1,000 times more powerful than the brain. And it is a brain and is now mm -hmm. considered to be a separate brain. Um, and not just by me, but, uh, but by many scientists now around the world. Um, what happens is when you're feeling that physical sensation, like your heart is going to break, your heart really is under assault. Mm. And so your subconscious mind will put up a wall around that heart to protect your heart from being broken. And that wall is made of energy. Specifically, it's made from the energy of your emotional baggage, your trapped emotions will be moved into that area and they will form a wall around that uh, heart. And so uh, it's a fascinating thing. And, you know, we were talking a minute ago about this protective mechanism, and this is the ultimate manifestation of that, is that uh, the subconscious mind puts up a wall to protect you. And um, my favorite story about this, which is in the Emotion Code book, I'll share with you. I was in practice and a woman came in to see me one day and her complaint was neck pain, really severe neck pain. And she'd seen a couple of other doctors for it. They hadn't been able to help her. So she came in to see me because she heard that I was doing, you know, some different things. And so uh, it was so interesting because she told me she was a nurse. She was 38 years old and she hadn't dated in eight years. She, I mean, she made a big point of this. She said, I haven't dated in eight years. I'm never going to date again. She said, I'm, I'm single. I'm going to stay single. I'm going to die single. I'm going to live the rest of my life as a single person. And I thought, okay, hmm, that's kind of interesting. And I said, why do you feel that way? How'd you come to that kind of a decision? And she said that eight years before, she was really deeply in love with this guy who ultimately rejected her and broke her heart, right? Broke her heart, huh? So anyway, I tested her to see if she had a heart wall and she did. Mm. And there were three emotions. There were three layers of this wall that she'd put up to protect her heart. And um, each one of those layers was a, a trapped emotion that had uh, gotten lodged in her body during the breakup eight years before, right? So I cleared these three emotions. It didn't take long, probably you know, five or 10 minutes is all it took. And when I cleared the last emotion that was created here, that, that last emotion that was making up that wall around her heart, suddenly it was gone instantly. The neck pain was gone completely, wow. right? I didn't, I didn't have to do anything with her neck at all. And so she leaves the office feeling totally fine and doesn't come back for three months. And so three months later, all of a sudden, I'm in, my, I'm in my office, I'm standing in my hallway, and here is this woman. And, uh, and I said, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. How are you? What's going on? And she said, you know, she said, my neck has been fine since I was here. But she said, you cleared that heart wall from me. And that really works. 
She said, about two weeks after I was here, I found out my childhood sweetheart has been living right around the corner from me for almost eight years and we're dating and we're in love. And I think he's going to ask me to marry him. Right. And I thought, wow, what a shift Mm -hmm. now. So think about this. She had this wall, this energy wall, right? Like a force field around her heart, a heart wall that she'd picked up in the breakup. I, she was, I think one of the only people I've ever met that was actually celibate. She was dead serious. Mm. She was never going to date again. She was going to live the rest of her life and die single. And her childhood sweetheart has been living right around the corner Mm. for almost eight years. Why did she never run into him? Well, because she wasn't open. She had this wall, right? When the wall Mm. was taken down, all of a sudden, boom, two weeks later, she runs into him. And this is the kind of thing that happens, you see, when you're working on this level of energy uh, with the heart. The heart is really all that the ancients believed it to be. It's the seed of the soul. It's the core of our being. The way, 93% of people have put up a wall like this. Mm. And so this is a big reason why the world that we live in is so, uh, what would you call it? Dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Disconnected. <laughs> Disconnected. Mm-hmm. Dysfunctional. Think about it. I mean, here we are in the 21st century, and we're still thinking it's appropriate to drop bombs, you know, on people to settle mm-hmm. differences between nations. And you <laughs> see all kinds of mean things going on. Well, see, the thing is, um, this brain feels nothing, right? And when you have a wall around your heart, the brain that actually does feel, then um, you know, everything else and everything can become rationalized uh, in this brain, see? And so um, this is one of the big things that we have to do in this world is we have to remove enough walls from enough people that the world can really begin to, to transform in a big way. The world is in, a, the world is in labor, the way I see it. Um, it's trying to bring forth this new world that's going to be ruled by love. And uh, we're going to get there. But... Um, but this is a big reason why uh, so many people are are so messed up. And the other thing about it is, uh, uh, you know, I believe that there's a perfect blueprint within the heart of each one of us that uh, is the blueprint of what our life can really be. And life shouldn't be so difficult. And life uh, shouldn't be such a struggle. But the problem is when you've got a heart wall, it becomes much more difficult to manifest that perfect creation, that perfect blueprint that's uh, that's inside of you. Yeah, that that is powerful. I think because, you know, we are living in this dysfunctional, disconnected, disjointed world. But I think many people are feeling they're completely disconnected from themselves and from their bodies. Because like you said, the, the brain, we don't feel things in our brain. We feel things in our body, but our brain tells our body and like, you know, we store in our body what our brain can't process. And so I think it's really hard for people who have grown up learning to, and in our culture, we learn to suppress, we learn to take a pill for an ill, right? Right. And we don't allow ourselves to feel emotions, pain, anything that's unpleasant. So yes. is this a way to connect back to, to who we, who we are? Yeah, I, it's, it's absolutely that. In fact, um, one of the things that I have heard from people uh, over the years repeatedly is that, uh, and, and I felt this myself too, is that when you release enough of that emotional baggage, um, 
it's almost like stepping out of this old suit or this old skin that you've been wearing uh, into this new state of being that is, uh, that is who you're really meant to be, who you're really supposed to be. You're not your baggage, but, uh, but your baggage can really deflect you. I mean, you can think of everybody that you know as dragging suitcases and trunks full of emotional baggage behind them. Some, some of that is from things they don't even remember that happened when they were a child or an infant or even in the womb. Or some of that stuff can actually be inherited. Absolutely. Um, what we have found is that uh, at the moment of conception, we all inherit emotional energies that have been passing down the line from our ancestors. And, um, and then that becomes part of us too. And so the lives that we live um, are partly the result of our own emotional baggage, but also partly the result of that baggage we're carrying from our ancestors. So let's say, for example, that your fourth great grandmother was jilted at the altar <laughs> and developed this tremendously powerful trapped emotion of, of grief and then later got married and had a child and that was, you know, a, a grandparent of yours. And, and that energy uh, has been passing down the line. And so you may have a difficult time with relationships now because of something that happened hundreds of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, maybe, uh, maybe your ninth great grandfather was thrown into the poorhouse, And maybe now you have trouble with money, partly because of that. Right. But with the emotion code, we can find those energies uh, and we can release them, even if they um, even if they are hundreds of years old and have been passing down the line. Mm -hmm. And one of the fascinating things about this is that when we release a trapped emotion like that from someone that was passed down the line, the, the testing indicates that it also releases from those ancestors that are still holding that energy. So, um, yeah, it's a deep well. Yeah, I mean, really a lot of fun. It's, it's incredible. And I've even read, um, I remember reading a study that even something like racial trauma can lead to things like asthma and bipolar disorder and greater yeah. incidence of, of those kind of physical illnesses. And it's because our, our physical body takes up and stores what we can't process and what doesn't get processed. And we yep. just traditionally, I, and I, it does make me wonder, I mean, who, who did do a great job of processing, you know, ancestrally speaking, right? Is it only now that, that we're realizing, but I also know ancient Chinese medicine, you know, they, mm -hmm. they talked a lot about storing emotions and physical organs, right? So this isn't. Right. No, there's nothing really new about this. It goes back, uh, it, the understandings go back really thousands of years. Um, with the emotion code, all, all that I've done is kind of channeled this, uh, um, this method into the world, into a mm -hmm. book um, so that uh, people can learn how to do this themselves. And, um, and it's actually really, really simple. It's, uh, mm. uh, it's, it's not hard. Um, we have people having great success just by reading the book. And then what happens with a lot of people is that they, they read the book, they try this, they find out, oh my gosh, you know, dad's back pain is gone or, you know, my sister's depression, you know, a couple of days completely is melted away. And then they decide, you know what, this is cool. Um, I want to know more about this. And then a lot of people end up in the certification program, which is also not expensive. And it's a totally, uh, it's, it's, it's an online program. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, my, um, my mission is to just, uh, is to take this to the world. And um, so I get to do that. And it's really, it's a lot of fun for me. Uh, it's really kind of an amazing, just, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around the success of this, 
and how um, we've got you know almost 10,000 practitioners now doing this and, and, and even more people, hundreds of thousands of people that are doing it that aren't certified. Um, people who want to do it for a living, you know, we require them to go through a certification program, but uh, you know, people can learn how to do this from the book and then use it on their friends and family members and so on. And that's happening all over the world in countries uh, mm. all over. We were in Istanbul um, a month or so ago. We'll be going back here in about another, uh, another month and a half um, seminars in, in Poland. We've got people we've had, uh, uh, well, it, it's just all over the world and it's not going to stop it. It, this has to happen because mm -hmm. uh, like I was talking about, the earth is in this transformational process <clears throat> and uh, getting rid of our emotional baggage um, is a big step because um, the earth will transform as we transform. And as we get rid of our emotional baggage and heal our ancestors and heal our animals as well. In fact, that's one of the really fun things about the emotion code mm -hmm. is that it works on animals too. Huh. And uh, animals get emotional baggage just like people do. And so you can learn how to work on your animals and uh, and fix them as well. So that is so neat. Well, you know, and I I think too. So I work at a at a counseling center. My husband's a therapist, traditionally trained talk therapist, mm -hmm. but also they're realizing in that world that they need more tools. You know, I mean, he got certified mm -hmm. in EMDR because he's realizing trauma stored in the body, and there yeah. are all these other you know tapping and all these. So this is just another. Mm -hmm amazing tool to have in the toolbox for people who are wanting to go deeper because talk therapy can only, I, I truly believe it can only carry you for so long because so much yeah. is in the subconscious. So can you touch a little bit more on, mm -hmm. you know, how much is subconscious, how much is conscious mind and, and how that impacts us? Well, you know, there's a story that comes to mind that I'll share with you. Um, that's also, I think in one of the stories in the book is one of the really, one of the really, uh, one of the first really powerful experiences that I had with this, there was a woman that came in to see me who uh, I'd seen her before, but it had been a few months. And one day she shows up at my office and she thinks she's having a heart attack. I mean, she's got crushing chest pain, difficulty breathing. Her left arm is completely numb. The left side of her face is completely numb. And uh, sure looks like a heart attack, right? So I told my staff, we might need an ambulance. Luckily, our office was really close to a medical center. And uh, so I, I brought her into a treatment room and I started doing some, some testing on her. Very quickly found out that um, she had a trapped emotion that was contributing to this. And the trapped emotion was grief. And this grief had occurred three years before. Um, that's what I found asking questions and muscle testing her. Now she didn't know what this was about, but I was able to get those answers by testing her subconscious mind, which is again, the, the computer within. And um, this had happened three years before this grief emotion had gotten trapped in her body at that point. And when I arrived at that, she burst into tears and she said, I can't believe that's affecting me. I thought I dealt with all that. And I said, well, what happened? She said three years before her husband uh, had been having an affair and she found out about it and confronted him with the evidence and the marriage blew up. And it was just tragic, really, because she was so in love with this guy. And so she was so betrayed and cried buckets of tears. And she spent a year in therapy dealing with it mentally, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and had even gotten remarried. As far as she was concerned, that ex was just her ex, right? It was all over. He was history. But as far as her body was concerned, all that grief was still right there. That energy of that grief was right there. In fact, it was, in fact, uh, 
what it was doing to her, it was, it was creating these symptoms of a heart attack. I mean, full blown. So I released this trapped emotion by just swiping a few times with a magnet down the middle of her back. And the feeling came back into her arm and into her face within about three seconds. Wow. And the crushing chest pain, the difficulty breathing was all gone. And um, she left the office about 10 minutes later after joking with me and my staff and uh, has never had another problem. Wow. And that was, I mean, that was over 30 years ago. She and I are still in touch. She has a horse ranch in Oregon and is doing great. But I'll tell you something. See, think about this. She spent a year in therapy dealing with it and moved on, got remarried. But the energy, you see, the energy of that grief that was still in her body, that was not released. That was not removed by the cognitive therapy that she did. Now, cognitive therapy is great, right? Um, it's it's absolutely needed in, in so many cases, but it doesn't get rid of the energy that's there. So, the, the, so what you were saying reminded me of that story because I think honestly that she, you know, even though she'd put it behind her and had moved on, gotten remarried, I honestly believe she probably would have died of a heart attack. Mm. Um, I think that her heart would have failed. And uh, uh, I don't think that she'd still be alive now, which she is, and she's doing great. But I, I think, it, I think her husband's affair would ultimately have killed her, and I don't think anybody would have really realized it. That's that is that's amazing. I mean, I'm sure you have just countless other stories, <laughs> not just from you, but from the people that have you know received certification from you and are doing this mm -hmm. with clients. I mean, I think that that is, it's, and it's one thing to sure we can back this up with the data and we can look at the cells and we can look at, you know, we can map the brain and all these things, but it's also another thing to have the personal stories. You know, there's always room for the real life stories of people who were changed by these processes. And so I think mm -hmm. that, that that is incredible. This really is the wave of the future mm -hmm. and all of these signs. I mean, even, even Dr. Oz said the future of medicine is going to be based on energy. Mm -hmm. uh, Einstein said the future of medicine is going to be all about frequency. And that's really what this is. It's just the future of, uh, of medicine and healing. There's always going to be a place for Western medicine. We're always going to have broken bones. We're always going to have traumatic injuries and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, um, but here we have something that, uh, that people can sink their teeth into themselves and have success with themselves. And uh, that's really what's driving uh, this phenomenal worldwide success. Um, I had a meeting the other day with my publisher and I, they just love me because they can't believe, uh, they, they can't believe how well this book just keeps going and going and going. And in these other <laughs> languages they're adding, it just keeps going. It just, it's never going to stop um, because it works and it's true. And uh, people can sense that, you know, true things make sense. And when you try this uh, and you find out that it actually works, then wow, your life changes. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I, and I just love hearing how, you know, cause we know even any study will tell you chronic stress attributes to what 80, 90% of all disease. And Absolutely. so if we think about trapped emotions being stressful on the body, like this is a yes. no brainer. So I, I love all of this information that you shared. So the last question I will ask you that I, I love to ask, you know, the name of the show is sparking wholeness. So if you could give one piece of advice to spark someone toward wholeness, what would it be? Well, in one sentence, I think it would be get rid of your heart wall mm. because um, you probably have put one up 
you've probably been through some difficult things. Um, you've got a wall around your heart that's blocking you from being able to really create the life you want, from, from um, creating the love that you want, finding love. Um, and uh, it's an easy thing. Uh, you, can, you can go to discoverhealing.com. That's our website. You can find a practitioner there. We've got a map of the world with all these practitioners on it. You can find somebody to, to help you if you want, uh, or you can just get the books available on Amazon or anywhere books are sold, Audible, if you like to listen to books. And uh, you can learn how to do this yourself. And, um, and you can actually work on yourself and find your own emotional baggage and start getting rid of it. And uh, it's such a beautiful thing because, you know, people have told us that, uh, so, so many profound things. People have told me that for the first time in their life, uh, after having their heart wall removed, for example, they can feel joy for the first time in their life. They can feel love, know what love is now mm. for the first time, or they feel the love of the creator for them for the first time mm. in their life. I mean, how profound is that? That's why this has been called the most important discovery in the history of energy medicine. I didn't discover it. It was actually, it had to be shown to me uh, really by the higher power, it's all in the book. I never would have in my wildest dreams would have imagined that something like this goes on, yeah. <laughs> but it is, it goes on and it's true and real. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. You know, it's funny. You mentioned certifications. I'm like, Ooh, how many more? I always am drawn in by any kind of a learning <laughs> the certification <laughs> process. I'm like, gosh, that's so interesting. So people can go to discoverhealing.com. Oh, yep. Books are available anywhere and um, social media, social media names. Um, yeah, discover healing, um, or Dr. Bradley Nelson. Um, and I'll put all that in the show notes for anybody who's, who's listening. So thank you so much. This was such an, just a powerful interview. And I'm always excited to give, to let listeners know about more tools for healing, because we need all the tools in the toolbox. So I appreciate you coming on the show. We really do. Thank you, Aaron. It was really fun. The tiniest spark leads to the biggest blaze. And I hope that today's episode sparks you on a journey to healing and wholeness. Thanks for listening to Sparking Wholeness. For more information on what I do and my coaching programs, or maybe just to reach out and say, hey, find me at sparkingwholeness.com or on Instagram at sparkingwholeness. Have a fabulous week.